Hey friends and welcome to the happy hour. My name is Jamie Ivy, and you are listening to the happy hour podcast with Jamie Ivy, and I'm your host today and every single week I get to be your host and I'm so glad you're here. If this is your first time to join me on the happy hour, welcome. I think you're going to really like it. If this is your 35th time, I'm so glad you're back. Um, the happy hour podcast really is just a conversation between two women about the little things and the big things. Um, the lighthearted things and the heavy things. It's exactly the kind of conversation you would have if you and a girlfriend went out for drinks. And so that's what we're doing here. Today, the guest on my show is my friend, Melanie Schenkel. And Melanie, you might know her best from her blog, which is called The Big Mama Blog. And she's been blogging for years, but she's also an author. And she just released her third book this week. Her newest book is called Nobody's Cuter Than You, and I've read it, and I, and I tell her this in the podcast, but it's my favorite of her three, if I could have a favorite. It's all about friendship, and it was so good. It was such a great reminder of, to me of how important our friends are to us, and you're going to love it. And she's graciously giving away three copies to listeners, so super easy to listen. I'll tell you about how to do that at the end. Um, I also want to let you know, those of you that have been around for a long, you know that I am a complete amateur with podcasting. I absolutely love this gig. It's my most favorite thing I've ever done. I love chatting with amazing people and then letting you join our conversation every week. But let me tell you, I'm still learning. I feel like I say that at the beginning of every show, but it's true. You're going to hear some technical stuff this week. I was recording a little bit further away from my wireless router. Whatever that means, I have no idea. But anyhow, it kept cutting out. And I tried to fix it as best as I could, but you'll, you will know when it happens. And so I apologize. It happened a lot. So if you only have, think it happened a little, then I fixed some of them and you couldn't tell. Anyhow, deal with me for that. Guys, I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening to the show and you're like, oh, I want to chime into this conversation, send me a tweet. My Twitter is at Jamie underscore Ivy. And that's I-V-E-Y. And Melanie would love to hear from you too. She's at Big Mama, M-A-M-A. Uh, send us a tweet. Let us know what you think. I have one more request for you. I'm just starting an email list. And so if you go to my blog, it's jamieivy.com. On the right-hand side is a place where you can give me your email address. And I'm not going to sell it to anybody or do anything like that. But I want to keep you up to date with what's happening with the podcast. So just go there. It's super easy. It'll take you 25 seconds. So I'd love it if you did that. Guys, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you can do that in iTunes. It is super, super easy. And when you do that, you get a new episode every time it comes out. So it's super easy. And I also want to say thank you to those of you that are leaving ratings over there and reviews. I say it all the time, but those aren't just for me to feel good about myself, but those actually help more people find the happy hour. And we want more people at our happy hour. So I want to say thank you to someone that left a review over on iTunes. It's Carter 5 Don't know who that is, but they said this. I've been listening to the happy hour from day one, and it is getting better and better. Jamie has some awesome friends with life-changing stories. Jamie herself is such a great source of encouragement, too. Their discussions are full of faith, laughter, and sprinkled with pop culture, which I love. I've loved the episodes about adoption and foster care. The hour with Asher of Still Hope is one I keep thinking about as I go throughout my day. Jamie, you're doing a great job. Thanks for sharing your life with the world. It's always exciting to see when a new one is posted. And Jamie's book recommendations keep my Kindle full. Thank you so much. I always have book recommendations on here, and I forgot to ask Melanie this week what she's reading, but she has a book out, so you all need to go get her book. But you know what? You're right. I have some amazing friends. It's, it's an honor that I get to have all of these awesome friends that come onto my show whenever I ask them. It's great. Okay, one more comment from someone, Megs Burke. She said, okay, so I'm a mama of three currently living overseas, and I'm loving listening to these in some of my downtime. 
It can be hard to receive the encouragement I was used to getting via small groups and play groups and church while we were in the States, now that we're living in a country where none of that is available. This has been just what I needed to hear, truth and feel encouraged in my faith, marriage, and motherhood. Thank you, and it's fun to feel caught up on some current events that I miss over on this side of the world, too. Guys, thanks so much. I'm so glad that you were listening, and thanks for leaving those comments. Today on the show was super fun with Melanie. We talked about some crazy things our kids have said about sex. Um, A couple of the shows we're watching, we talk about her book a whole lot. We talk about friendships. We talk about her friend Jen, who's struggling with cancer, and all the ways technology has screwed us up. And that was officially the longest intro ever. I had to, like, restart the song. And some of you asked about that song. It's by my friend Matthew Brew in a band called Homestead. Check them out. They have really good stuff. But anyhow, that was the longest intro ever. I'm sorry. I asked you to tweet. I asked you to sign my email list. I asked you to do a lot of stuff. But now I'm asking you to sit back and enjoy Melanie and I's conversation. Thanks, guys. Here's Melanie. I've got my microphone. I'm just getting my earbud in. Okay. We're fancy. We are very fancy. Listen, if I've learned nothing over the years, at least I know how to podcast <laughs> since Sophie and I have done it. You I know, it, you and Sophie's it, podcast is what made me think, and this is a compliment, okay? This is not anything bad, okay. but I was like, if they can do this, I can do this. Listen, that's the truest thing you've ever said, Jake. <laughs> I mean, we laugh so hard when we think that we've been doing that podcast since like 2007. We're like, how were we even smart enough to pull that off? Okay. Can I tell you that that is hilarious? I have been listening to y'all's podcast for a while off and on. And I remember I would listen and I would be like, I'm so intrigued. And I know so much about their families and Steinmart and their (laughs) dogs. And I can't stop listening. (laughs) It's the... We always laugh because Carol, who's our editor at Tyndale, she's like, I listen to that thing. And she said, and as I'm listening, I lay on my bed and think, why am I listening to this? And she goes, but I can't turn it off. And I was like, I know, I can't explain it. It's so true. And I love it so much. And Aaron would ask me when I was telling him I want to do a podcast. He's like, well, what do you, what's your topic? What are you going to talk about? And I was yeah. like, no topic, just everything. Like, <laughs> Just whatever I want to talk about. That's what I want to talk about. It was, it was just... funny because a girl said, I, I said this on my on our podcast that Sophie and I just did. I said some girl like emailed me and said that she, her husband walked in the kitchen and thought she was just like over listening, like over like eavesdropping on somebody's phone conversation. And she was like, <laughs> yeah. hey, this is a podcast. But that's what you feel like, honestly. You feel like like we have three-way calling, but you and Sophie don't know we're on. <laughs> We're not aware. We're right. not aware. So. Oh my gosh. Oh, so, so did y'all fun. have a good Easter? You know, it was good. It was very low key, which is how I have seemed to make holidays around here lately. It's just low key. Um, yes, that's nice. Aaron played, he leads worship at our church and he led all four services yesterday. So oh my gosh, I understand that that's his job. But I get, yes. but I'm always like, oh, I wish that we could hang out as a family on Easter, yes. but it is what it is, you know? Yes. Um, so some friends of ours have a potluck every year. And so I took the kids over there and it was fun. And Aaron stopped by for a little bit, okay. but it was good. Yeah. Oh, y'all. Good. Oh, good. Yeah, we were good. We just, I mean, Easter to me is always pretty low key, you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. I just, I, and I enjoy it because of that. Like we just went to church and came back and my family came over and I did like brunch, but I did like 
that I'd made the night before, you know, so it was like that easy, put stuff in the oven, the kids hunted eggs. It was easy. Perfect. So Perfect. Um, it was good. Yeah. And it was I good. saw that you were doing like I was on Saturday, like getting clothes together. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm trying to, um, yeah, I was in a, in a panic. Caroline is in the, she doesn't want to wear dresses at all. Like will not wear a dress, but we've got this like mother daughter tea thing coming up. And then with Easter, I was like, I, I didn't care if she wore a dress for Easter, but I was like, you, you're going to have to have one for this tea. Mm-hmm. And it's just stressful. So, but we got it together. So when everybody yeah. wore she did it. Yeah. And she liked it. It was that, you know, she's at that hard age where it's like, she doesn't want to look like a little girl, but mm-hmm. she can't really look like a teenager yet either. So. And you don't want her I, to. I, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. And, and she's tricky because she still looks so much like a little girl, but right. she's 11. So she could wear like a size 10 at Gap uh-huh. kids, but she doesn't, she doesn't want to wear, you know, she didn't want to wear the same thing a second yeah. writer's wearing. For so sure. it's hard, but it, it's hard to find her stuff, you know? I didn't realize she's, she's the same age as my oldest. My oldest is 11. It's a boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is and he sixth grade? No, next year. She's sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. She's sixth grade, but she's young because her birthday's August. Oh, so yeah, really. She is young. Yeah. Yeah. She's a baby. But yeah, you're in the middle school. Oh yeah. We're in middle school. See, yeah. I, we're in middle school. I am not ready for middle school, but I tell you what, I get three boys first. I'm not ready for girl middle school. <laughs> you without, yes. It, it, it's, it scares me. It was like my, I have, I could have nightmares and start twitching when I think about me in middle school. And so I'm not ready for it. I know. Has I know. she it's, ad- you know, adjusted well? She really has. Like, and we, it's a really good middle school. Like we live in, a, we live in Alamo Heights. So like, it's a really good school district and really good schools. And so I think that helps, but, um, she really has adjusted, but she is enough like Perry, which this is going to be her saving grace. If she really does not care what people think about her. Oh, praise the Lord. I know. And I just, and I pray every day that that continues because it's so foreign for me that Mm -hmm. like, she doesn't care because I cared so much, you know, it's, it's weird for me that she kind of just goes with the flow and she's got a sweet, cute little group of friends. And like, she's not worried about being super popular and she's not really worried about what the cool kids are doing. She's just kind of content in her own little thing. So, and that's um, how we should be in middle school for the love, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, and you know, you read all these articles and it's so true. It really never works out for the kids that are the super cool kids in middle school, you know, cause you're doing too much way too soon. You (laughs) know, thanks for Facebook. We can look back at some of the people that we thought were it (laughs) and and we have evidence that, oh my gosh, that sounded so mean, but you know what I mean? It's just kind of, yeah. 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 No, that you look back and go, Oh, that didn't really work out so well. Right. Like he was super cool, but like now he works at Whataburger or exactly. whatever. You know? Exactly. So. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. You don't want to peak in seventh grade. No, it's not a time to peak. That's a good, that, that should go on a wall in all of our kids' rooms. Stay clear of That's the kids it. that peak too early. <laughs> That's it. Do not peak in seventh oh, grade. It's bad. Oh my gosh. So. That's so funny. Well, oh, we, God. um, has she had the sex talk at school yet? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. yeah. That happened like okay. last, last week. Oh, oh, okay. We did well, it this year in fifth well, they, grade. Yeah, they did. Well, they did one in fourth grade. And like every year they learn a little bit more. Like one in yeah. fourth grade, one in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And then sixth grade was like the heavy hitting. Yeah. Um, it, 
I mean, it was, it was hardcore. I mean, like she came home with like, and, and all of a sudden she seems to know everything. Like she's like, <laughs> you know, I know what a lesbian is. I know, you know, she, right. just, she knows all this stuff mm-hmm. all of a sudden. She was yeah. like, they were saying some girl at school was pregnant and like, and you know, up till now I had taught her that pregnant was something you could only get when you were married because that's the only time you would have sex. Right. So, so then some, this is a, this is like life altering what just happened. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She said her health teacher said something about, she said, she said that sex is something we're going to want to do like a lot of times. And I was like, well, well thank you uh, health teacher. <laughs> well, that is true. I was preferring that you just believed it was something your daddy and I did once. One but, time. Uh, that's okay. Oh my gosh. We have been, we have talked about sex with our kids since a young age and Caden just had like a big talk. So the, a couple of weeks ago, it was like a dinner conversation, which is a little uh, awkward because we, we have a first grader. So we're talking about age appropriate stuff. And one of my sons looks at me and he's like, so this is around the dinner table, everybody <laughs> present. He said, so mom, like how often do you and dad do that sexting stuff? Oh, <laughs> And I looked at Aaron and we just nearly died. And I was like, you know that it's really none of your business yes. how often we do the sexting stuff, but yeah. we'll just keep it at that. Yeah. Let's just leave that alone. Let's just leave that alone. Oh, and you know, my boys still, when we talk about, they look at me and say, that is so disgusting. I will never do that. And huh. I say, that's great. You don't ever have to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. Because eventually yeah. you're going to change your mind, but. That's, that's exactly her youngest son, Will is in fourth and he just watched the deal and he came home and he said, so like, so he was asking all kinds of questions when I get married. And he said, so like, when I get married, like, I'll just walk up to like my wife and be like, Hey, you want me to put my penis in your vagina? (laughs) (laughs) She was like, well, hopefully you'll have more game than that. But yes, I guess that works. Let us know how that works out for your wife. (laughs) Let's oh hope, my gosh. Let's hope some better skills between now and then, but sure. <laughs> oh, gracious. I know. I know. That so. is so funny. The funny thing is, is after 20 years of marriage or so, that conversation might happen in your house. Yeah, that, yeah, that could be just about it. I, I was telling Perry that, and he goes, I don't, frankly, I don't see the problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, just cut to the chase. Is What's this the what big deal? Doing? We don't yeah. have all night. <laughs> exactly. He said, we figured out. Is this happening before Mad Men or after? What's the story? <laughs> that is a good thing to figure out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You got to time it. It's all about the timing. Oh so, my gosh. Um, speaking of Mad Men, are y'all still watching that show? Um, yes, I still am watching it. And I kind of last night, do you watch? Okay. So how many seasons, what season are you in? Um, it is, I'm on the final season, so I guess it's season seven. Okay. So I think Aaron and I made it to like season three or four and I don't know what happened. No reason, no reason I can think of. We just kind of quit watching. I don't know what happened. Maybe we ran out of Netflix time. I don't know. Yeah. I, but, but I always wonder, is it worth getting back into? I, you know, I, I have like a love hate relationship with it because I felt like last, it's so dark, uh-huh. you know, like yes. it's so dark. And I think it's hard for me because I'm not a dark person. And so I keep wanting everybody to have a happy ending, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I keep wanting Don Draper, he's going to have redemption. And last night's episode was like, oh, he's as bad as he's ever been. And uh-huh. so I, part of me doesn't know why I keep watching it, but yet I can't quit watching it. I was always so mad at Don. I, I would, the, the show mm-hmm. would end and I'd be like, I hate him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. He, he made me so mad. Yeah. It's just, know. yeah. He's, and it's, so it's part of me is like, God, this just, 
I don't know, but I keep watching it. But I think there's so much of it that I love. Like I love so many of the characters and I love seeing what they wear and I love those times. And, you know, and now they're in 1970. So it really feels like I'm watching like my childhood a little bit, like the styles and the houses and I don't know. So, but it's not one that I feel like I can tell people you've got to watch Magnet. You're just kind of on the finish lap now. You're going to finish it. Yeah, there's seven. Yeah, there's only seven episodes left. Really, in the six. entire show. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, you can't so it ends. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm in now. I'm in six more hours of Mad Men. I'm Do y'all in. watch Walking Dead? No, I don't watch Walking Dead. Okay, <laughs> is it good? But it's zombies, right? It's, okay, so I don't know how long ago this started, but Aaron had been watching it, and I would see him watching. I'd be doing something else, and he'd be like, "You want to watch this with me?" I'm like, "I refuse to watch a show about zombies. I have way better mm-hmm. things to do with my life. Zombies do not interest me." And then one night I watched whatever he was watching. I was probably on my computer or something and watched it. And I was so in. And so I had been watching it. And the character development is really good. There are zombies. But I told my girlfriend last night. I was like, they're fake. Like, it's weird. Whatever. I really, really, really like it. And that's weird because I'm not a zombie person. Like, I don't like stuff like that. I think it's stupid. Um, But I really loved it. So I don't know. Okay. Well, maybe I need to look into it. That would be a binge worthy. Okay. I've I've been watching, Sophie got me on The Good Wife. So that's what I've been watching like in my spare time is The Good Wife, um, which I like. So Um, Aaron came home the other day and was like, hey, have you ever watched this show um, Friday Night Lights? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, all last summer (laughs) when you were gone, that's all I did. I watched it all. I know. I, I love that show. Oh, that's one. I'll still like, even right now, like I constantly keep it on, like where it records on my DVR when old episodes come on. And like, if I'm just here and doing like, and I just want the TV on kind of in the background, that's always what I put on. So people told me about that show for years and I could, and surprisingly I couldn't get into it. And I love football and I love everything the show is about. Mm -hmm. And then finally last spring, I like dove in and just, I couldn't stop. Like I remember I took the kids to VBS. I would come home and for four hours I would watch Friday Night Lights and then I'd go pick them up. (laughs) <laughs> like, thank you for letting me watch Friday Night Lights, which is the worst thing that we should use BBS for, but whatever, I did it. Um, but I love that show. It's so good. That's my favorite of all time. It really is. So wonderful. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. 
Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music. Just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Okay. So you have a new book that just came out yesterday. Yes. Third book. Third book. I know. Is that insane? It's insane because I was looking back. I've read them all and they're all fabulous, but I was looking back and you've released a book every year for the past three years. I know. It's it's the dumbest. I don't recommend that to anybody. I don't know what I was thinking. That is insane. It's so, Jamie, it's so my personality because I'm like an all or nothing. Like, it's almost like the reason I have managed to blog almost every day for the last eight. I'll be like, well, I'm done. I'm never doing that again. Like, I'm done. Okay, wait, I lost you for a second. How many years have you been blogging? Okay. Since 2006. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So almost, yeah. So nine, it'll be nine years this July. Do you have these printed out anywhere? No, mm -mm. No, they're all on the internet. They're all, it's all, um, if the the internet goes away. The internet, well, my whole. (laughs) Oh, if the internet ever goes away, that could be a bad and good for some people. Um, Yes. Okay. So previously, if you're listening, okay, here's the, I somehow over the past couple of years have like acquired a ton of friends that are authors, which is so fun. But here's something I didn't know that some people might be listening that might know. So what was your last book before this one? Um. Um, the antelope in the living room. Okay. Antelope in the living room. When you, when that book came out, you were probably already writing this book, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. Because that's how it works. Like I I, I didn't realize that before so many of my friends were writing books that y'all are constantly writing new material before the other one even comes out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean this, this, this book releases the first time, like I am not writing anything right now. And this is the first time, like with the other books, it was like, I was always working on the next book. And so it was almost weird because when the new book would come out, I would be so into the book I was writing then that I would almost be like, I don't even remember this other book, you know, like I don't even, it's, I can't even remember it right now. Cause your mind has shifted uh, so much to the other one. So it's kind of been nice. But when I turned this one in, this one, Nobody's Cuter was due October 1st. Uh-huh. And when I turned it in a while, like maybe a year, just because I just needed, well, number one, I'm out of stories. And number two, <laughs> we I need some like, new life to happen. <laughs> I do. I, and I was just exhausted, you know, where it was just like, what was I doing? But I just, I felt like I knew those three just came not easy because it mm-hmm. doesn't come easy, but it's like I had them in my head a little bit, like yeah. what they would be. And yeah. now I don't really have, I have nothing in my head now. Okay. But in the beginning of this book, you said this isn't the book you were going to write. So do you have another book? Well, I do. It, this, the book I was going to write originally was going to be kind of, it was going to be a little bit, um, I don't know, just a little more of like my spiritual journey uh-huh. of like kind of remembrance stones uh-huh. of how my faith was defined and um, where God really showed up in my life. But I, it just for a lot of reasons became too much for me to write yeah, yeah. right then. Well, this new book, Nobody's Cuter Than All You. kind of happened last year about this time when I went to Tyndale. Yeah, Nobody's Cuter Than You. And so when I, uh, when I went to Tyndale last year, they... Okay. Okay. 
Um, I just heard a weird noise. Um, but when I went to Tyndale last year, we went and we just started talking and it really became like, I just said, this book is so hard for me to write. I, I'm just really struggling. I can't come up with the words. I don't know what to do. And so they said, why don't you go ahead? And I said, but I know my next book is going to be about friendship. And they just said, why don't you go ahead and write that book now? And I was like, done. That yeah. sounds so much better to me. <clears throat> and it's really sweet how God did that. Like, you know, I mean, I'm going to say it was no coincidence, but it just, it was sweet how God did that. Cause it's so timely mm-hmm. for me personally, that this book has come out now yeah. and that I ended up writing it when I did, um, that it's really sweet how that all happened. And he let that fall into place when I didn't even know what life was going to look like by the time this book came out, right. if that makes sense. Uh, it makes sense. So, yeah, it makes sense for sure. Um, well, like I said, I've read all your books and I, I sent you a text last week that I have been reading this at the gym and I <laughs> cried so much, not that like, and not cried that the book is full of sad stories, but it was just, oh. it makes me like reflective of <laughs> friendship, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I would find just... myself reading a chapter and like wiping tears away on the treadmill and oh, was thoroughly okay. embarrassed, but it was so good for me to read. So I loved it, Melanie. And I'll say that it's my favorite of your three. So. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's, I have to say, like, if you, if I have a favorite, I mean, each one means something to me because they're my books, but this one is my personal favorite. I have to say. It's so good. And And I'm not just saying that because it's just coming out. Yeah, no, it is. And I was reading that and I was like, oh my gosh, we have so much in common. Let me tell you what we have in common. Number one, um, (laughs) <laughs> when you talk about school, you, you, yes. you didn't, <laughs> you were very clear that college was not like the best educational thing for you, that you were there more for like, you know, going to baseball games and hanging out with your friends, right? For sure. Okay. Oh yeah. That's, I thought that's why I was there. Yeah, that <laughs> so was that the was me. And it took you five years to graduate. Oh yeah. Five years. Six. Five years. So uh, yeah. I've been for you. I, was on the same I wish plan. I would have taken me six. <laughs> Um, and, oh, baseball. You were on, what do y'all call yourself at the Aggies? The Diamond Darlings? Uh, Diamond Darlings. Yeah, okay. we were Diamond Darlings. If there would have been such a thing where I was at school, I would have been that. But let okay. me tell you the difference <laughs> between you and I. You, I love baseball. I still love baseball so much. And I've always loved baseball. But the reason I've always loved baseball is because Aaron, my husband, is the first guy I ever dated that did not play baseball. So I was oh, like one of those okay. girls in college, which you can just... Yeah. Use whatever you want to think. And <laughs> I, I, I don't care. Like, I, I'm not proud of everything I did in my life, but there you go. Um, so I loved the baseball game as well. Um, so I loved your stories about being a little diamond darling. Oh, yeah. We loved, I mean, listen, I thought that was, I thought there was no greater achievement in my life than being a diamond darling at that point. You know, like that was the end all be all to me. I mean, I can't imagine when I was in high school, my senior year, I tried out to be the mascot, which I don't, I don't really like to share that tidbit of information that much, but here we go. Um, and when I say try out, nobody else tried out. So I got the job as mascot, but I did it so that <laughs> I could be on the field for football games. Cause I'm like, what a better place to stand and watch games than on the field. It was the best thing ever. Yeah. And yeah, all the time, exactly. the little cheerleading lady in charge of us would be like, Jamie, you need to come over here. You're supposed to be doing cheers with these girls. And I was like, I don't do, I don't know. I'm not a cheerleader. I just want to watch the game. Is that okay? Um, yeah, I just want to be on the field. I know. Now what was your mascot? What was your costume you had to wear? Okay. We were the Knights 
And so only in high, if you couldn't pay me a million dollars to do this now, but it was a full body piece, blue leotard. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, only a high school girl body could pull that off. (laughs) Yes. And then a big head and like a a piece Uh of armor in front. I'll have to post a picture and just put it all out there. But yeah, I look back at that blue suit and I bet I couldn't get that over my right thigh if I tried these days. Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, I totally, that's see, that's me and the diamond girl in the white short shorts. We would wear those (laughs) white short shorts. And I'm like, oh my gosh, in what stage of my life could I wear white short shorts? You know, with like a baseball baseball game. You know? Yeah. I was active, you know, in those white short shorts. Oh, it's the best. It really is. Um, Okay. So you talked about in your book and I have been, this has been my pressing question that I wanted to ask you since I finished it. And you just kind of hit on a little bit when you said how um, special this book came out in a time like this. You talk about one of your best friends in here, Jen. Yeah. Um, And in the book, you talk about her getting diagnosed with cancer. And then you even say towards the end, like, as I'm writing this, she doesn't have the best news. So this was finished in October. So how is Jen now? Jen is not great. Um, We found out it was it it was in December. We found out um, her I guess her cancer was essentially, I guess you say, in remission for about I guess she had a year Mm -hmm. is what she had. And so when I was writing the book, we thought we were clear and she was doing well. And um, I turned the book in in October. And then in December, it was the first weekend in December. um, We got a text and she had gone into the hospital because she was having pain. And um, and they found out that it was in her bones and in her lungs Mm -hmm. and, um, everywhere essentially. And, um, she, um, at that point, it, at that point went to MD Anderson in Houston and they were able to put her on, um, she got on this clinical trial, this really cool clinical trial, um, that was actually working. But in the meantime, she's now been diagnosed with another type of cancer, breast cancer, um, which is a whole different cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've had to take her off the clinical trial and that she just started chemo again. They're going to try another round of chemo next week. Okay. I mean, no, she started it last week. And okay. so this will be her second week of chemo. So she, um, and you know, and I mean, and the truth is, and Jen would say this is, I mean, there's not, I mean, they're at this point, they're trying to give her more time. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing is going to I mean, short of a miracle and God deciding to heal her. But Jen is, um, and I talk about this a lot in the book, she is so pivotal and has been so pivotal in my spiritual growth and in encouraging me that I can't even explain it without I'll just break down and cry. But Mm -hmm. like for her, like the amount of faith that she walks through this. And I mean, and Jen is leaving. She didn't get married until, and I talk about this in the book, she didn't get married until she was 39. She has a little boy that's about to be four. Um, and so it's been so bittersweet for me to see that like her life, she finally kind of had this husband and her little boy and now she's fighting cancer and has been since her little boy was nine months old. And, um, but the amount of faith that she has just blows me away. Mm-hmm. Like she is, um, and she'll say, it's not me, it's God. This is only from God. This is because of him. But I mean, she, she me home in this. And, and she said, I'm okay with that. I mean, she's, she, it's not what I would have wanted, but she, um, and she wouldn't mind me sharing this, but it was so cool because she, um, a lady from her church kind of gifted her with her birthday with this incredible trip to Cabo San Lucas with some other girls. Mm-hmm. And, 
Um, they all went to this trip to Cabo and she said everything was just so above and beyond. Like it was just, she said she doesn't travel like we travel, you know, like it was whole like top of the line, everything. And she said she just had this moment on this trip where like everything was more incredible than the next thing. And she would like, so they were all just screaming and like going nuts at just how unbelievable it was. And that she just had this moment where God just really said to her, like, if you think this is incredible, wait till heaven. This is what heaven's going to be like all the time. You're not going to believe what's next. You're not going to believe what's next. And it was such a, so she just has so much faith. And I, and I think that's, you know, I mean, you know, as a mom, I just think it's, it's your worst nightmare to think about leaving your family behind, you know, it's, um, it was so funny because I, I had never, I know for me, Personally, I had never really worried about dying or something happening to me until I, in light of, I wouldn't want her to not have me around, mm-hmm. you know? So I think for her, that's the, is thinking about leaving her little boy yeah. and, um, you know, and just knowing that they've got such an incredible community. I mean, their community in Dallas is so amazing and she's got friends. I mean, you just wouldn't even believe the stuff people have done for her. That's I mean, awesome. it is total love and community and action. I mean, They've got housekeepers. They've got people to watch the baby. They've mm-hmm. got, you know, they've got more food than they could ever want. I mean, everybody has done every, I mean, they've been offered trips and things and it's amazing. But I've told Jen, to me, it's so awesome because she's getting to see in action the kind of person she is that people are wanting to do all this for her. That's you know, that that's. Say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That seems mm-hmm. like a testament so to what she's done that now all of these people are then turning it back on her and pointing out all this love to her. Yeah. And we've even laughed like her, her, her best friend is named Jamie, who she's has been her best friend since they were in junior high and we're all friends. And, and Jamie even said, she said, listen, she said, I have been suffering from some friend insecurity because of the amazing (laughs) things people do. And she said, and I start thinking, well, I've known her longer and I'm the lamest of everybody because I'm not doing all these like cool things. Oh gosh. I'm so thankful. And so that goes back to, I'm so thankful that this book, because I thought, you know, how many times do we wish we had told somebody how we felt about yeah. them and what they were to us? And so I'm so glad this book came out, is coming out when it was and that Jen's been able to read it. And um, she's going to try to come in for my book signing on Wednesday and she'll be at the one in Dallas. And it's just, it's so special to get to have her be a part of all of it. That's really great. And that, I think that's one of the things I love so much about the book as well is just the the realness of it, that there's so much like, and this is how our lives are. There was so much funny stories that you told and life like that we can all relate to, but there was also a real like heartache and struggle that you talked about walking through with your friend. And I appreciated that because I was like, I mean, the odds that this will happen to everyone that's listening and me and my friend circle are pretty great, you know? Yeah. Um, and so yeah. it just was a real appreciative thing for me to, to read, like to watch you journey through that. And in the book, I even like felt like I even sensed like Jen's faith <laughs> through just what you wrote. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was crazy. So mm-hmm. I loved it so mm-hmm. much, but so I'm, I wanted you. to update on that. Thank and so people will, when you read the book, you'll know who we're talking about um, for sure. Yeah. That's where like women friends, because I don't know if you saw, there was a blog post and gosh, now I'm off the top of my head. I can't remember who wrote it, but it was on Facebook last week and a friend linked to it for me and I went and read it, but it was about this woman who's in this Bible study group of like 12 women, but she has like chronic pain or something, but like how all of her friends one day, like she couldn't make it to Bible study, but instead her friends showed up at her house and like Uh, cleaned her house uh and did her laundry and put meals in the fridge. And I'm like, that's what women do for each other, you know? And I think Mm -hmm. that's why it's so important that we have that 
that we have that in our lives because we're all going to, we're all going to have a time that we're going to need that and that we're going to need to be that for somebody, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was really like, not that you wrote a a book that you wanted to convict people by any means, but I was really thinking through it all. I was like, and I think, I don't know if you talk about this in here, I can't remember about like how technology is so prevalent today that we, a lot of times my conversations with some of my girlfriends are via text. And I really was like thinking like, man, I need to make sure that there is time in my schedule to like connect with friends. And I'll tell Mm -hmm. you, I'm really bad. My, my closest girlfriend, like your goalie would be my Amy. And we talk all the time on the phone, but then there's so many times that my other conversation with friends here are over text. And I'm like, that is so dumb. Like, why am I, (laughs) I I work from home. Why am I not having coffee with someone every day? Because I know that sometimes I don't feel like I have the time, but time is so short. And I don't know. It was really, really good for me to read this book about friends and just think about, I need my friends to mean more than just texting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is, it's like, it's, it's doing, and I can do that too. I mean, we laugh. And one of the best things Gully does for me is I can be such an introvert and I can get in my total hermit mode where like I'll stay home for days Uh and not get out, you know? I mean, that's just me. And I mean, and she's not that way. Like she's such an extrovert. So she'll be like, okay, we're going to lunch. Get up. Uh Let's go. You know, like she knows how to pull me back into, and sometimes I need to, and I mean, and my husband's like that too. And I'm like, God, so did that intentionally because I need to be reminded that I need to get out and be with people and around people and, and dial in, you know? So it's always better for my soul at the end. Like when I think I don't have time at the end, it was always Mm -hmm. worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it rejuvenates you. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're around your people and, and there's just something about the face to face. I mean, when you really get to just laugh with a friend because texting is just such a, cause it's so much easier to text somebody super quick yeah. than to call and say, uh-huh. Hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm uh-huh. perfect like a little smiley face emoji that takes less time and effort. So, and I'm so guilty of it. I mean, I'm, I mean, I I catch myself doing it all the time because it's that thing of you're like, Oh, I don't want to get sucked into a long phone conversation or whatever, you Uh, know? I know. I know. Um, one of my favorite quotes from your book, and I have a funny story about this and I've seen it actually on something else. It says we absolutely need our girlfriends because no man wants to hear all the words we have to, all the words we have to say in the course of the day. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I just died because when I had little kids, sometimes still now, well, now all my kids are in school, so not as much, but when I was stuck at home, you remember these days where it's just you and the toddlers, oh, yeah. Aaron would mm-hmm. come home and I would just start talking to him and, and I wouldn't stop. And he would like put his hand up and he would look at me and say, have you talked to anybody today? <laughs> and I was like, nobody except these children. That's it. It was just so funny. Cause he was always like, you need to talk to somebody before I get home. I cannot, I yeah. cannot walk in the door to this every day. <laughs> oh, cause sometimes they yeah. just, they don't need to hear all of the things that we feel like someone needs to know. No, no, they don't need to hear it. And they don't want to, no, they don't. like Perry never, he never wants to analyze stuff with me. Like, right. you know, like Gally and I can rehash a situation like 20 times. Like, okay, so then I said this and she said this. And so what I'm feeling is this. And I mean, we can go over that same scenario 20 times and just listen and keep giving advice and whatever. And Perry will like, look at me and like, literally give me like the wrap it up sign. Like you need to (laughs) cut to the chase. Like I'm done. Like his hands are moving. Like we need to get to the end here. I don't know what's taking so long. Yes. Like what is taking so long? Or he'll just interrupt me and be like, we've already talked about this. And I'm like, 
Okay. But well, I need to talk about it again. Oh, I want to talk about it some more. So funny. And I'm a verbal processor. So like I need to yes. talk through it and where I start and where I end can be completely different, but I got to talk it out. Yes. Um, yeah. I know. Yeah. And they, they, so they're much. just like, no, it's like, what's the solution? Let's, here's the solution. Okay. So speaking of technology, I ran across this article the other day that it says nine things you can't remember anymore. Thanks to technology. Um, oh, do you remember how old you were when you got your first email address? Were um, you in college? Well, no, I think I was out of college. I think I was 26. Wow. Yeah, I think, I mean, well, so when I you guess were in college, they didn't have the like Melanie dot whatever. Yeah, at Shankle. Or, yeah. yeah, that would, they wouldn't have had Melanie Shankle because I wasn't married. <laughs> Melanie Marino uh-huh. at tmu.edu no, none of that i guess well i'm thinking they must have because i do remember that the last and i think i talk about this in the book actually, i tell the story your professor. I, yes <laughs> i had to email my professor that homework yeah. and so i must have had an email address that i emailed it from but you know you had to go to the computer I, lab because you didn't have a computer probably Oh, nobody had a computer right. are you kidding uh-huh. that would, i mean like what is this like star trek nobody had their own <laughs> no. computer and that was unheard of. Oh, I remember like we would go to the computer lab to check your email and you'd have, you know, however many forwards from Aunt Martha with <clears throat> everything yeah. you need to know. And then, but that's it. And I think about that today and checking my emails, like the first thing I do when I get up on my phone while I'm brushing my teeth. And I couldn't check my email until I went to the computer lab then. It's crazy. Yeah. Isn't crazy. that, I mean, isn't that bizarre yeah. to think about? But yeah, so I guess I had one then, but the first time, Perry and I, when we got married, got our first computer. I think we'd been married six months. And I mean, I didn't even get how to like get on the internet. I do remember that, that it was like AOL.com, whatever. And we got our first joint email address that we literally both used up until like two years ago. (laughs) I mean, that we just had a joint email address. And then finally, I was like, I guess we can join the future and maybe each because he runs. I mean, he's got a landscaping business. And I I was like, why are we sharing an email? This is the dumbest thing ever. That's true. So, yeah. Now, does Caroline have email and phone and Facebook and all that? She has a phone and she is on Instagram because that is the way junior high kids interact. Okay. Um, She has an email that like is her school assigned email, but she doesn't really use it except for school assignments. Uh Um, But she's not, no Facebook, no Twitter, none of that. Okay. So, and really does not, she has not cared. And I let her get on Instagram, like, let's see how it goes. But she's there again, she's so much like her daddy because she's never on Instagram. Like it was kind of almost like she wanted to be and she really could care less about it. So yeah, it wasn't um, as big a deal as she thought. No, it wasn't. And I mean, and you know, and she's got her little friends that she follows and her friends follow her. But I feel like Instagram, especially if you set up a private account, is pretty safe, safe for the most part. You That's know, good. I felt uh, a, a little odd the other day when one of my kids said that one of his friends knew something about us because his friend followed me on Instagram. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely have that component. Like, I feel like it's become more of a, I have to be careful what I post on Instagram in terms of not that I'm going to post shady stuff on Instagram, but like pictures of her or whatever, because she's very, you know, it'll be something that I think is funny. And Uh she's like, no, don't put that up on me. So I've started asking my kids probably the past year. I've started asking them, is this okay if I put up on Instagram? 
Yeah. Yeah. I think for sure, because I don't want to, because now she's at that age. And even with my blog, it was like, there was a shift where all of a sudden it was mm-hmm. like my blog, but they could. And so yeah. I just would never want to embarrass her or whatever. It yeah. definitely becomes a different as they get older. I so know. I've struggled um, with blogging because I used to blog a lot about my kids and adoption yeah. and stuff. And now I just don't want to put that out there because they're older and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it changes. It's it's a different, it's funny because like, I think that sometimes I'm like, it's harder to come up with blog material mm-hmm. now um, because it really feels like it. I mean, she can be a side note, like we yeah. went to church, uh-huh. we did this, we did that, but it can't be really a whole story about her anymore, which is kind of when I started it, she was three. So the whole thing, I mean, that's the reason I started a blog yeah. was to kind of write about her, you know? Well, so. and it's funny because there are so many blogs by moms of little ones like that, because it is a great output. You know, it's like you get mm-hmm. all this support online, blah, blah, blah. You have so many funny stories, but you don't see a lot of blogs about people like complaining and trying to figure out how to like get their teenage son to, you know, stop messing no. around with his girlfriend on the living room. You know what I mean? Yes. Like nobody's yeah. writing about that. Yeah. No, uh, that's not as cute. No, you know, and you just it's... can't because they're older. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's it is you just can't put that out there, but it's so, it's sad to me in a way because it's like just all this stuff. Like I feel like as we've tried to figure out like Caroline with the phone and Instagram and all that, it's like you need people who have done this ahead of you because you're kind of like, I I don't know. I'm an idiot. We're just, I'm going with it. You know, I mean, but there's no, I don't feel, I feel like there's no hard or fast rule on how to do it and I, I don't know. So yeah. it's like sometimes I wish more people were writing about it just so we would kind of have a guideline or yeah. something. I don't know. I know. We need somebody that's walked before us. Yes. Um, and this it's such a new, I mean, we're really the first generation of parents, I feel like, that are really walking through this, where oh, yeah. our kids do have phones a lot of times by fifth or sixth grade, mm-hmm. you know, that... um Cause I really, I mean, I fought the phone for a long time, but by sixth grade, I thought she's the only one that feels, you know, it feels like she's the only kid that doesn't have yeah. one. We, Caden's been asking, he's in fifth grade and he's been asking for a mm-hmm. phone for a while. And I've just been like, there's absolutely no reason that you need one. And so no, and yeah. so we kept saying sixth grade, sixth grade, sixth grade. Well then lately we have been letting Caden watch the kids. If we go on a date, like somewhere close. Yes. And so I would leave uh-huh. my phone at home, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then finally we're like, what are we doing? We had this old iPhone that literally is taped together. That's how lovely that it is. Yeah. <laughs> and so we got him a phone and the first couple of days, it was like, he went everywhere with it. The other day I was, I could, was trying to text him. I couldn't even get him because his phone's like under his bed dead. I mean, the novelty <laughs> wore off really quickly with my 11 year old yeah. son, but he does have it. And so that's good. You know, but yeah. it's not that big yeah. of a deal to him anymore. I'm sure it will be. No, and- yeah. And it, it kind of depends. And I mean, in Caroline, I mean, I laugh because she really only has about four or five. And I mean, the deal with her phone is, as I've said, like I have the right to pick it up and look at it at right. any time. Mm-hmm. Like I can always go through it. And I mean, I'll, every now and then I'll pick it up and I'll like look through her text. And I mean, you've never seen so many emojis in your life. It's like, that's, <laughs> that's all it is, is like, what yes. are you doing? What are you doing? I'm at lunch. Where are you going for lunch? Let's meet here. Blah, blah, blah. Smiley face, smiley face, you know, the yes. whole poop emoji. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, I just lost eight IQ points looking at this text. So it has not been that bad. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Let's... I think the, you know what I think the hardest thing is though, and this is the last thing I'll say about it is what? I think it's hard to convey to them like in email and stuff. And I think we all had to learn this as adults, that you can't convey a tone in mm. text or email. Yes. That, 
that you have to be careful that people can't hear you if you're being sarcastic and you've got to think about what you're saying. You just sound rude, you know? And yeah. You're like, well, I was trying yeah. to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's not funny. Yeah. So that's, that's, a, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. a good point that we all have had to learn if we've been, you know, doing this for a while. That's so true. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. Let's see if we, if these things apply to us, nine things you can't remember anymore. Thanks to technology. Um, okay. Number one is phone numbers. Do you know Caroline's totally phone number? True. No. I don't even know the first number in cadence. No, I, I think can't. Caroline's is a six is the first number. But that's <laughs> I it. have I absolutely that. no idea. I don't know that. I uh, put it in my phone mm-hmm. and never thought another thing about it. But here, let me ask you this question. Do you still remember your home phone number growing up? Okay. I was got, I was thinking about that. I think it was something like 646-5338 or something like that. But I don't remember the area code. Oh, it was 915. I a lot maybe. of phone numbers from I remember my best friends. Mm-hmm. You do? I remember my best friend's phone yeah. number. I do. 444. Yeah, I can't give it because I think her parents still live in that house. <laughs> and I still use and that would we be a real bummer. like one phone in the hallway and it was in one of those old houses where it had like the cutout in the, in the wall. Yeah, we had that phone set in there yeah. and it had a little drawer for the phone book. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And you had your big paper phone book. Yes. And my parents finally got a phone that had a really long cord and I could take the phone into my bedroom and talk on it and then bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I remember that was, mm-hmm. and there was, and I remember I used to beg for my own phone line. That's what I wanted. I wanted my own phone number and I never got it. You didn't. I, my parents did that for some reason. Up, we had two stories, so it would have been really difficult, you know, for me to walk downstairs and get a phone. And so they put a phone line upstairs and my brother and I had our own phone. I don't really know what the point of that oh. was, but I think it just led to Fancy. more trouble, but you know. Yeah, but it sounded like a good idea. Um, yeah. Um, okay. The, another thing that they said that technology has helped us forget is birthdays. In some ways, Facebook helps me because I wish some people happy birthday that I would never know it was their birthday except right. for Facebook. Yeah. I think my that my real people, I have their birthdays on account on my calendar on my computer. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, I, oh, look, it's someone's birthday. Happy birthday. You know, just the easy yeah. Facebook. Yeah. 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 Your birthday on Facebook is like the most times anyone ever writes on your wall. It is. And I love a, I love a Facebook birthday. I think it makes it so fun because you hear from people that you normally never hear from, even if you're Facebook friends. Um, Okay. The third one is long division, which for me, I I basically never knew long division. So it (laughs) hasn't affected me. Me neither. I don't know that technology has really done much in the way of that no. for me. That was never a strong suit. My oldest, I told you in fifth grade, of my second ones are in third, and it's about third where I about lose them with the uh, with the math. I'm like, oh for sure. I, I, I got nothing for you guys. I wait till your dad gets home. I don't know. Look on the internet. I don't yeah. know what this means. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know either. Caroline is like, mom, if I need to solve, if I need to find the base for the area of a parallelogram, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, uh, babe, you lost me with base. <laughs> I don't know. Area. I know ace so, of base, and that's about it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's all I've got. That's oh, all I can give you. Gosh. Um, okay, um, the next one is how to write a check. Don't you ever sometimes have to write checks for school? Yes, I do. And I'm usually like trying to find a checkbook, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's we only the only checkbook we have is Perry has a checking account for his work because he uh-huh. still has to write people checks sometimes like contractors and uh-huh. stuff. Um, so if I have to write a check to the PTO, it's always a business check because we do not have personal checks anymore. Oh, you don't even have any. See, that's great. 
No, Mm-mm. we don't even do purchase because I pay all our bills online. Yeah, that's what Aaron does. And I even in the past couple of months have switched to all my, because the only thing we were writing checks for was babysitters. And I was like, always mm-hmm. looking for a checkbook for the love. And so now I just PayPal them and it's so much better. Oh, that's brilliant. I yeah. hadn't even thought about that. Uh-huh. So okay. just, I that's just, a, yeah, it's PayPal great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the other thing is how to write in cursive. Do they teach cursive uh, at Caroline School? Um, yeah, they taught it for. But do you remember, don't you remember that when we were in school, you basically spent your whole third grade year or something learning cursive? Oh, you had I mean, a whole that was class, like, yes. Yeah, and you had like your big chief tablet yes. and you wrote, you learned how to do. No, they spent, I think it was like two weeks in the third grade. And she spent done. learning to write cursive. Mm-hmm. And then they're done. And like she never, like I think she can sign her name, but like, for and some some of it, I wonder if it's her personality too, because I was the kind of girl that like I practiced oh, I writing my name. My name. You know, times, yeah. Oh yeah, the bubble letters and like if I wanted to have a curly M or <laughs> right. you know like yeah. all that stuff. You can do a lot with like, an what, M, so that was good for you. Yeah, it was good, and like I would kind of do like callig, and I would buy the calligraphy pens and all that. Like she takes no pride in her handwriting. It, like yeah. it's it it's the handwriting of a serial killer. It's mm-hmm. the worst. And I keep telling her, but this is what I think is interesting. Since like third grade, I've kept telling her, babe, there's going to come a day in school when teachers are going to knock off points because this is so messy, but that day hasn't come yeah, yet. Come. And so it's like, she doesn't believe me. So she doesn't have any incentive to write neater. And it drives me crazy. You know what? And it might, I'm thinking everything's going to soon stuff's going to be online, um, uh-huh. you know, emailing projects and all kinds of stuff. Um, I remember learning cursive and the teacher's handwriting was like meticulously wonderful. I mean, it was like, she, it was like she created yeah. cursive. It was so beautiful and everything <laughs> had to be exactly perfect and I could never measure yeah. up. And so I just remember cursive being so hard. Okay. The next one is giving directions. Um, oh, that's probably never a strong suit of mine. It is a strong suit or not? No, it- not no it never was well and now we just like well like we'll type it in your phone I don't know how to get there like you know just put it in your phone and I get so like just used to my phone that it'll be like a a kid's house that Caden's at that he's been there like four times and I'll have to text Mm -hmm. and be like can you give me your address one more time because I just follow my phone like I don't ever remember how to get there I just do what my phone tells me to do Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I agree I don't pipe but I love it that I don't have to worry about how to get anywhere. Yeah, it's just there. Okay, the last thing it says is um, how to wait for someone in public, um, which was like basically they're saying is you used to just like wait for them and just sit there. But now we are like playing Candy Crush or Instagramming or all kinds of different kind of stuff that we cannot sit without our phones. I, I think th- I, I'm that way. Are you that way? Oh, I'm so that way. Like sometimes I find myself at a stoplight checking Instagram to see if there was another picture from the last stoplight. Like, I don't know what I'm going to miss. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like I've, <clears throat> well, and I feel like I've gotten so bad that I even like I'll watch TV and still be looking at my phone. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. I lost but my I- phone a couple weeks ago for like two days. Oh no. I know. And it, there, First, it was very stressful because I was like, what if someone needs me? And then by day two, I was like, this is actually the best thing that's ever happened to me. Nobody can get me. And it was kind of freeing yes. for a little bit. <laughs> um, yes. But then I found it and everything got back on with life. But, you know, for two days, I didn't have any contact. Mm. I was like, I feel like I was an alien. Like I couldn't connect to the world. 
um, yeah. which is kind of stupid, you know? I know. But you know what I thought about the other day, though? Like, think about when we were in school, like, because the other day, Caroline went to school and she wasn't feeling good. And I was like, well, just text me or call me if you're not feeling good. Well, I was able to still go run all my errands and do everything because I knew she could get Uh me. But you think our moms, like, I mean, they were kind of, I mean, it would be, it could be hours before they could get a hold of our moms. Yes, hours. So. It's that's weird to think about that, and you didn't know any better. No. But now, like if I walk out of the house, immediately, we'll turn back around to go get it. Like oh. I'm not going somewhere without my phone. Because what if? I mean, you know, you never know. Yeah, yeah. you never know. It's, what if there's an Instagram emergency and I've exactly. I know exactly. There are a lot of emergencies that could happen from my house to school that I would definitely need to know about. Oh, that's it. I, I feel know. the same way. I feel the same way. And just see, okay, there's an example of how our moms used to have to wait, or we used to have to wait on our parents. Um, so last week, um, I was actually in the middle of recording a podcast and I saw that one of the kids' teachers was calling me. So uh-huh. I sent her a text and I was like, do you need me? I'm busy. And she said, a kid is sick, whatever you need to come get them. I was like, okay, I'm in a meeting. I said meeting because as if they're going to understand like, Hey, I'm yes. recording a podcast. I'm kind of busy here. Podcast. <laughs> so I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm in a meeting. I'll be there when I'm done, you know? And so I got there like 45 minutes later and I'm on the way there and the school calls me again and they're like, are you coming? And I was like, I'm on my way. Yes. But it made me think that like, had that been me? If my mom, she didn't have a phone with her, I would have to sit in the office till the end of the school if she yeah. was out running errands, you know? It's just crazy. Yeah. How we, everything, yeah. you can be contact, you can be found. And if I'm trying to get a hold of someone and they're not texting me back, I'm like, what are they doing? Are they not getting my text? Yeah. Like we expect everybody to answer us Five immediately. Yes. yes. Oh, it's so funny. I have a girlfriend who her kids play with their phone a lot. And so I'll text her and like, I won't hear back from her and I'll text her again. I'll be like, She's ignoring me. And then I'm like, oh, no, her friend, her kids have her phone. So then I have to call. So you have yeah. to call. And I have to make that interaction. It's so funny. Mm. Yeah. It's a weird. It's a whole. It's created a whole different world. It has. It has. Um, okay. Melanie, our time's up. Oh, Jamie, it was so fun. Wasn't that so fun? It okay. didn't feel like. <clears throat> it didn't feel like an hour for sure. Okay. It didn't feel. No, it did not. Okay. So I'm going to tell everyone. First of all, where they can find you. What is your blog? It is the bigmamablog.com. Which in you've you've told the story in maybe your first book or something. Where did the name for your blog come from? It came when I started the blog the night that I sat there on July fifth, two thousand six, thinking I'm gonna start a blog. I don't know what to name it. Caroline was not quite three. And so she was trying to get, I was trying to potty train her. We were trying to get rid of her pacifier, which I know it should have been earlier than that, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, She's 11 and, and yeah, she made I, it. <laughs> listen, I would have let, if I would have known how hard, if I would have known she was going to give up naps, she might still have her pacifier. Right. But, um, she, but I was always, I was telling her at that time, you know, you're just that constant, like you're a big girl. Now we go on the big girl potty. We are mm-hmm. sleep in our big girl bed. We do our big girl stuff. And so she went through this phase where she was calling me big mama all the time. Cause I think big to uh-huh. her was like a huge compliment. Yeah. And so I called the blog big mama thinking, of course, you never think that someday maybe you'll write books that say <laughs> author of the big mama blog. That was Otherwise, I would have chosen a different name. That is so but funny. too late now. You, you, when you started it, you thought, you know, like my four friends will read it. And now, you know, a huge yeah. blog and three yeah, books I'm gonna, later. 
yeah, I'm going to send this to my parents and that's it. You <laughs> yeah. know, you don't think like big mama is going to actually be a thing or that someday you'll be somewhere and want to die now. But yes, I am. <laughs> Are you the big mama? <laughs> yes, it's me. That's me. Oh, that's so, so funny. I think that was just God keeping you humble all these years, right? Yes. <laughs> that's what it is because oh, I can't lose it I mean you can't all of a sudden be like well I'm not going to be called big mama anymore because right. it's been almost you know it's been a long time yeah. so and I will big tell mama you this I googled big mama <laughs> the other day yes. looking for your blog and um what is that movie that comes up um oh with Martin Martin something Morris, like that yes mama. yes yeah. yeah yeah big mama's house uh, yeah big mama's house that's what it was something like that I died laughing. Yeah. I was like, this is hilarious. And I'm sure Melanie loves this. Yeah. Well, there's some, and you notice that like my website is the big blog.com because it, I started off on like a blog spot. But uh -huh. if you go to just like, and I don't recommend it that you go to just like <laughs> big .com or uh -oh. something, you don't want to go there. Okay. I'm just going to say, um, because Perry told our sweet neighbors across the street <laughs> years ago, he was like, Melanie has a blog. <laughs> And they were like, what is it? And he's like, it's like bigmama.com. And like the next day I saw that sweet neighbor outside and he said, listen, I went to that website and I'm pretty sure that isn't your blog. Oh, that <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> oh, we need to make sure we get it right. So, the yeah. big mama. Oh, yeah. The oh. big mama blog. Mama is M-A-M-A -M -A too. So, so funny. That also. Yeah. So, so there you have it. Okay. So you have three books. Yeah. Your first one was Sparkly Green Earrings. Yeah. Um, and it's about your motherhood journey. Yes. And the next one was The Antelope in the Living Room about marriage. Yep. And then um, just came out yesterday, Nobody's Cuter Than You about friendships. So those are your three books. I'm a fan, Melanie, of everything you write. Cracks me up. And this one so actually sweet, made me Jamie. cry. Um, okay. So can we give away some books? Yeah. I've, I've got three books to give away. Perfect. So you decide how you want to give them away. Perfect. All you got to do is go to jamieivy.com, leave a comment, anything that we talked about. If you have advice for us on how to raise our teenagers, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> please, please. Please. Our oldest is 11. So we need 11 to 18. We need your best words of wisdom right there. Yes. Um, amen. No, for real. Just leave any kind of comment, jamieivy.com, and we'll pick a winner in a week. So yay. Three books. Awesome. Yay. Okay. Cool. Melanie, thank you so much. Have fun with all your book Jamie, releases. Jamie, thank you. I will. Thank you so much for having me. This was super fun. And next time you're in Austin, we'll grab lunch or dinner or drinks or something. For sure. All of the above. Yes. All of the above yeah. next time. All of the above. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Melanie. Okay. Uh-huh. Talk to you later. Bye. Guys, wasn't Melanie awesome? I literally laughed so hard when we recorded it. And then when I edited it, I laughed again and I would call Aaron in from the other room and be like, you have to listen to this. And then he didn't think it was as funny as I did, of course. But I loved having Melanie on. She is such a wonderful person. And I hope that you go over to my blog, jamieivy.com. Super easy to enter. All you need to do is leave a comment, anything. And then we'll draw a winner in a week and we'll send out some books of Nobody's Cuter Than You. Um, thanks a lot to Mackenzie. Mackenzie said, Jamie's Happy Hour has accompanied me through a move, a pregnancy, transitioning to be a mom of two, starting a church plant, and three job changes for my husband. Dooler, that makes me tired, Mackenzie. Um, so it's safe to say that I've been encouraged and challenged in various seasons of my life through this podcast. Jamie and her guests are both real and inspiring, which makes me feel like a normal gal can obey God in the big and small things. Also, I laugh out loud a lot. If you aren't subscribed, go for it. It's genuinely one of my favorite parts of each week. 
Mackenzie thinks a lot, and that makes me really happy because that's what I want this show to be. I want it to be just normal women who are doing big things and small things, and we can show that anybody else can do that. Just like my friend Melanie wrote about in her book about being a great friend. I mean, that's what we all want. So thanks for that. Abby said, Jamie and her friends are such sweet encouragers. I love how the conversation flows, just like it would if you were sitting with your girlfriends chatting away. They share their stories and their struggles with transparency and give light to hope. It's just the right balance between the hard and lighthearted things of real life. I always walk away feeling hopeful. I usually listen while I'm working away in the studio and often find myself engaging, nodding, and laughing like I'm actually part of the conversation too. Thanks for cultivating a place of encouragement, Jamie. Thanks a lot, Abby. I really appreciate that comment, and I hope that that's what this podcast is. Guys, thanks for listening. Next week, I've got another another great guest, Trisha Davis, and I promise eventually my husband is going to come on this show. We're going to do a podcast whenever we can be alone together with no children for an hour to record something. So we're going to do that. Anyhow, thanks a lot. Thanks for the comments. Go follow uh, the Happy Hour Podcast on iTunes. I have some great guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. There's one guest that's coming on that I'm a little giddy about. Actually, two guests coming on that I'm a little giddy about. And that is really exciting for me. So there you go. I'll let you figure out who they are. Again, if you're listening, you have any thoughts, questions, ideas, send me a tweet. At Jamie underscore Ivy. I'd love to hear from you. Guys, have a great week. Enjoy your weekend. I hope the weather is awesome where you are. And I will see you next week.